Welcome to She's Called and Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping Christian women cultivate inner confidence and make an impact while pursuing their calling. Are you ready to stop living your life on autopilot and giving your time and energy to things that don't satisfy you? You have a burning desire inside of you, and the longer you try to ignore it, the stronger it gets. You know it's time to take action towards your dreams and calling, but you wonder, is this really from God or is it just me? What if I put myself out there and I fail? Or my gosh, what if it works? I'm your host, Yolanda King, a mom, wife, entrepreneur, and empowerment social worker. I'm obsessed with helping you unlock your potential and live out your calling with confidence. Each week, I will share with you behind the scenes of living out your God-given calling, inspiring stories and strategies that help build the life you love. Are you ready? I know you are. Let's do this. Hey there, this is Yolanda King, host of the She's Called and Confident podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I have a very, very special guest here with us. I've actually never brought in one of my mentors onto the podcast. So this has me really excited because you get to see from somebody who has poured into me, who has mentored me, coached me out of mindset blocks that needed to be worked through, but also helped me create a vision for She's Called and Confident and continue to partner with God, being in tuned with the Holy Spirit. And I'm even more excited because if God has called you into building an online platform to coach, to empower to help other people receive breakthrough, this is the podcast episode for you. And trust me, I tried to get as much as information as I could out of this interview. And of course, we couldn't get it all, but some of the foundational pieces, some of the questions that if you're kind of straddling on the line, hopefully will be cleared after this episode. Now, I want you to stay all the way till the end because there's going to be a special opportunity that I want you to take advantage. So without further ado, here's my conversation with one of my mentors, Anita Albert Watson. Oh my gosh, you guys. So I'm so super excited to introduce to you one of my mentors in the online space. So when she accepted my invitation to come onto the podcast, I was screaming inside and I was like, I cannot wait to present her um, to you. And I'm sure you've heard me like script her, like quote her sometimes and giving her credit for some of the things that I've shared on this podcast. But you guys, I have in the room multi-six-figure coach, Anita Albert-Watson in the room. (laughs) Anita, welcome to the She's Called Incompetent podcast. I'm so happy and honored you are here. I am so happy and honored to be here in your space, Yolanda. And I have to tell you that I'm a huge fan of yours. So this is super exciting for me. Awesome. So I want to start off with a fun question. What would you say is your superpower? Wow. So you're going right for it, huh? (laughs) What is your superpower? That is a great question. Uh, Can I, dare I say, can I say the Holy Spirit? Oh my gosh. You guys, this is why she's my mentor. (laughs) Did you just hear what she said? Oh, wow. I love this. You almost made me want to cry. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta tell this story. 
So it, I knew you, I was following you, I was consuming your content. I wanted to join her signature program, Blessed in Business. And for one reason or another, I was not joining. But last year, like three people kept asking me, are you an ES student? You sound like her. And I'm like, what? And that was like, okay, God, I obviously need to work with her. Like you've made it very clear to me. And so I just kind of stepped out in, in faith and then and, and took that that step. And honestly, it's been the best thing I've done in my business. <laughs> Man, that makes me so happy. And as, you know, Christian business owners, we we have like the best superpower available to us, right? So I feel like it's it's a learning curve to incorporate, you know, divine strategy into your business, but it is precisely what we need to do the things that God's calling us to do, right? And so having the Holy Spirit in all of it and influencing what we do and how we do it is the most powerful strategy one can have. All right. So I want to start off by, if you could tell us a little bit about your story, about how God led you into the coaching industry. Yeah. So this is, let's, let's rewind time. It was 2012 and my husband and I were in full-time ministry as pastors. And I had been in this ministry for about five years And my husband had been a pastor for 20 years and was really in the stage of pastoral burnout, like he was really feeling it. And so we begin to ask the Lord about what he had for us. We're not, we don't run away from hard things, right? (laughs) And we were in a hard season. And so we really wanted to discern, like, is this something, is this hardness, a hardness that you desire us to walk through? Or is this hardness here because you want us to retreat, right? And and what does all of this mean? And what's coming up inside of us? And we really um, uh, leaned into the Lord and felt him asking us to leave. And that was like huge shockwaves because I had anticipated, like I would be doing this for my entire career. This was what I'm, I was meant to do. And so I had to really uh, dig deep. It was great because I knew it was the Lord's will. So I wasn't worried, but it was almost like, I know you talk about your loss of identity, Yolanda, when you hit your, your, this point in your life. And it was like, that's where I was. It was as if I lost my whole identity. And I'm like, what do I do now, Lord? And I began seeking his face. And I was thinking about counseling because I love to help people. It's a natural gift. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I need to really explore counseling. And it was in the process of exploring counseling that God brought coaching in front of my face. And I learned about coaching and I fell in love with it. And I knew this was the thing that God was calling me to do. And so as soon as that was confirmed, I hopped right into a coach training program. What is the difference in your, like the way you can describe it between coaching and and counseling or other helping professions? That is a really good question. And I think it's something we all really need to understand in terms of um, how each of these two things function, because they're so, they're so interrelated and at the same time, very different. Counseling is basically negative psychology while coaching is positive psychology. With counseling, there's this focus on what's wrong um, and, and going into that and how to fix what's wrong versus 
the coaching, the focus is more future oriented and it's, you know, where are you now and where are you going? Right. So I would describe counseling as past focused and coaching as future focused. And so it brings to the table different, you know, very similar skill sets in terms of active listening and asking powerful questions. But the, for me, the main differentiator is this focus on the positive aspects of psychology and looking at, looking at one's present and one's future, as opposed to let's go back into the past and not and, you know, I have to stop myself there because there's so much in, in my coaching process that does go into the past and inner healing, right? <laughs> uh, but inner healing is a whole, a whole other uh, uh, area we could talk about and explore. A lot of women need help, but don't need mental health counseling, right? We're not looking at diagnoses. We're not looking at all of that. It's just a more free, fun way to help. That's, I guess that's how I would explain it. <laughs> You could probably even explain it better being, you know, having, <laughs> based on your profession. I had to retrain myself in not wanting to get to the root of the information and dig in the background. Mm. And so I could, I couldn't agree more with you. The way I see coaching is like getting the, the answer, helping facilitating the process of helping the client get the answer within themselves and not giving it to them. Um, and so, yeah, I totally love the way you described all that. I have, um, I have a, quite a few women who I know are not into coaching, but feel the call to doing something online. So how can you help the listener identify if possibly they're been called to coaching? I think every coach has the desire to be a helper and the natural coach is the woman who is the sought after one in her circle of family and friends, right? Are you the go-to person? Like when somebody has a problem, are you the one that they're calling? <laughs> Help me solve this, right? That's a good sign that you're just have this natural inclination to coach and to help others. Um, think about, you know, people you've influenced in your life because coaches have like a natural uh gift of influence. And so when I was thinking about coaching, I could look back on my life and remember certain instances where I like my input and my advice and my guidance actually changed some, the trajectory of someone's life. And so I knew when I was looking at coaching, I could, I could look back in my life at these different um, signpost events in other people's lives where I served as uh, a powerful mover in terms of where they were going. And so the natural ability piece, I think, is a key indicator of whether or not you are called to, to coach. I ask this because I know you feel God is calling you to a certain thing, but you question, is it me or is it God? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And so I want to help the listener break free of that. It's like, no, God has called you for something powerful and coaching could be that thing. I couldn't think of anybody better than to have this conversation than with you and provide that sacred uh, mm. safe place for the listener. And, you know, you listening here right now, I, I want to be sensitive to bringing on people when it's something so life transformation like coaching, because not only you will transform people's life, but also your life will be transformed. I don't know about you, but oh my gosh, it's like personal development on steroids here. <laughs> Yes. And that's exactly what just came to my mind. If you are someone who loves personal development, 
if you are, you know, I remember being younger and I won't date myself, but when I was in my early twenties, you know, we would, I would be in bookstores. Like I feel like bookstores are so outdated and I would find myself in, you know, the psychology self-help section, you know, reading all the books on personal development. And so that, that's another really great indicator of whether or not you're called, called to this profession, just this desire to continually grow and to really step into the fullness of who God is calling you to be. Because it's, it's, it's all about uh, stewarding what God's given you and stewarding it well and doing the work to become everything that, that God has for you. So I want to touch on the subject of charging for coaching. Um, because I've heard people say about charging, I was like, no, I don't think I really have an issue with that. And then I dig deeper. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, it comes up once in a while and I hear it come up with people. How can a woman confidently charge for coaching without feeling guilty or as if she could help others for free? Because we all know the scripture found in Matthew, right? I believe it's like, uh, chapter 10 about freely receiving and freely giving. And so I feel like that haunts women. Like, I don't want to be like against the word of God. I want to be able to help people. And I fall into this category too, because I do ministry. Can you touch on this subject? Yes, I can. So first of all, I think it's really important to get clear with the Lord, whether or not he's called you into business, right? Because someone can coach others or counsel others, let's say, let's just bring counseling into it, um, through nonprofit work or through the church. And I would consider that more on the ministry side of things where you're, you're not building a business. And so I would first recommend uh, that a woman who is going to charge for her services in terms of creating income um, and running a business really know that God's calling her to business. And I always say the way that you know, God is calling you to business is that you have the desire <laughs> to build a business <laughs> because listen, we, not everybody has the desire to be an entrepreneur. Like not everybody has the guts and the drive to want to build something of their own and want, you know, have a desire to, to create, create income for themselves. So like, you have to know, yeah, God's called me to be a businesswoman and being a businesswoman is something that's modeled in scripture. We think of the Proverbs 31 woman, right. And how she's a great mother. And like, people think of her as a housewife, but no, she was out there doing real estate transactions. Um, <laughs> she was making money. She was, she was doing all of these things, providing financial financially for her income. So knowing like that you are meant for business and built for business is the first thing that, you know, God's releasing you to create an income. And then secondly, about charging for it. So I love how you brought up Matthew chapter 10, you know, and that is exactly where Jesus sends out his disciples and he tells them um, to go uh, proclaim. I have my Bible right in front of me so I could look it up. Um, as you go proclaim this message, the kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And so he's really telling them they go out and as they've received grace from the Lord to administer that grace to other people through these acts of, of healing and um, not, you know, it's, it's all about, we can't earn it, right? We didn't have to pay for the grace of God. And so that's, that's what he's saying, freely give. I think it's a little bit different when you go to the next 
verse, it's very interesting because it says, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or staff for the worker is worth his keep. So isn't that a little contradictory? Because Jesus says freely receive, freely give. But then he's also saying, wherever you go, they ought to be taking care of you. (laughs) They ought to be taking care of your needs. You don't even need to take money with you because they're going to supply your needs. So there's two different, these are two very different things. Freely give out of the grace and you are going to be provided for. We don't want to read forward a lot of times. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mic drop there. It's right, it's right in that. It's like the next verse. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. That person is financially, basically financially providing for their needs. And if we look at the Old Testament and how God set up the Levites and the priests, they didn't work. Their needs were taken care of by the community. So 10%, that's where tithing started, right? 10% take care of the Levites need because they're ministering to the people of God. We want to free them up to do that. And so they were financially taken care of. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, you might say, well, that was the Old Testament, right? Um, but we fast forward into the New Testament. And if you get to second, uh, first Corinthians chapter nine, um, Paul talks about being paid as a minister of the gospel. We forget these things. We forget these things. But, um, you know, 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 7, uh, sorry, verse 7, 1 Corinthians, I'm going to say it again for, for everyone who's listening. If you want to go look it up, I want you to look this up and really dwell here if you have issues around charging for your services, um, because the gospel is free. The gospel is not free. Jesus had to pay a price. Say it again, Anita, right now. <laughs> and Jesus. Gospel, yeah, the gospel is not free. Jesus paid the price. And Jesus talked about the cost of discipleship, right? There's a cost to it. It is not free. It is free in the sense that we don't have to earn it, but it costs us something. So let's get to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Uh, Paul says this, who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law of Moses say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, Do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. Isn't the oxen that God is concerned about? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. And get this, verse 11. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? And then verse 14, this just knocks it out of the park. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. I had to do that because that is mind blowing, right? So charging for pure ministry in terms of like sharing the gospel is the, actually the biblical standard. It's an honor to take care of the, the, the people of God who are giving their lives to ministering full-time. And it's our responsibility as a community to take care of them. So that's number one. Number two, when you start talking about um, charging for coaching services, that, that, that takes it to a whole other level because when you charge for coaching services and a woman 
I, I talk in terms of women because I serve women and a woman makes the decision to invest in herself. She is taking um, a, a faith uh, step in the natural that signifies her commitment to doing what it is that God's calling her to do in terms of whatever the result of that coaching is. I don't care if it's life coaching, if it's health coaching, fitness coaching, there's all types of coaching. But when a woman invests in herself, she's putting skin in the game. And when we put skin in the game, we're more likely to receive the transformation. So as a coach, if you're not charging something that's going to cost your client something on the other end, you're actually short changing your client. And I'm going to give this example because I, I 100 200% agree with you. <laughs> um, last year, right? Blessed in Business was not um, open for enrollment at the time where I kind of reached out to you and I was like, you know, I think I do want to work with you. And I was like, next year, <laughs> like in my time frame. And then I got on a call with you. I even had the nerve to like pay for a call. Let's test you out for next year, right? And you asked me a powerful question. And because you were like, what is it that you want? Like your dreams. And I'm like laying it all down, my plan. And you're like, what's stopping you from getting it right now? And I just did quiet. Like I didn't even have an answer. I was like, nothing. And then you presented the price to me. It's the, I, at that time, at the time of this recording, um, because I know obviously um, prices have changed now, but at the time of this recording, when I um, had invested last year, you were close to $5,000 for one-on-one. -on -one. That's the most I've ever paid, like, like out of pocket, just like here for one thing, for one program, one service, right? Can I, I'm going to be honest. I was happy to pay <laughs> that money. Here is the money. Let's go. Let's get this transformation going. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like an attest to like a person that's like, I'm happy to pay for what I want. And I know the listener here is like, oh my gosh, I probably... Some listeners, not all. I've probably never made that type of level of investment, but it's kind of like what you said. You're going to pay. You have skin in the game. You're going to do the work. So mm -hmm. how can you not get the transformation? Amen. Yes, exactly. How can you not get the transformation when you're investing in yourself at that level and you're saying, I value this. I value not just the coaching itself. The coaching is powerful, but I value the transformation. And I know the transformation that I'm going to get from this coaching relationship is going to be worth $5,000, let's say in your example, right? Um, it's, it's, that, it's worth it. It's worth it to me because this is what I want for myself. So I think that's a beautiful example too. And I know there are going to be women who are listening right now who are coaches, who are struggling with charging. So to hear Yolanda, to hear you say, I was happy <laughs> to pay that money is something our coaches need to understand. There are, there are, you know, your perfect fit client is out there and she's going to be so happy to invest in you and, and invest in ultimately in herself in the transformation that she desires. I recently had a client who signed up for my 12 month program. And this client is having difficulties, okay, financial difficulties. And um, she reached out to me. Uh, this was very recently reached out to me 
and said, you know, it's, I'm having all of these troubles and here's X, Y, and Z, and this is happening and I'm not going to be able to afford this program anymore. My husband wants me um, to quit. And so just let me know how much I owe you for, you know, this month up to this day and I'll pay the balance and um, I'll have to resign from the program. And so my response was, oh, wait a minute, this is not a subscription service. <laughs> this is a program. And so when you signed up, here are the terms of agreements. You checked the box and you said, I agree to this. And it's for the full price of this program. So you can't, you, unfortunately, you can't cancel. And so I had to write back an email to this person who, who just gave me all of the, I, I don't want to call them sob stories because they're true stories. Like she's going through these things, but she gave me all of the stuff that's happening. And a lot of coaches would be say to themselves, especially Christian coaches, oh, you know, I've got to let this go because this person can't pay for it and it's the right thing to do. And I, I held the line and I wrote back to her and I said, hey, listen, this is what you agreed to. And this, you know, you've got this call on your life and that is why you joined this program because God's called you to do this. And so um, I'm not letting you out of this contract, number one. Number two, let's hop on a call and I will help you to find the money or make the money. And so that is what I offered to her. And she wrote back to me, I didn't know what to expect. She wrote back to me, Anita, I am weeping. I am so glad I cannot quit. <laughs> and she said, let's hop on a call. And I feel awesome about that. Why are we gonna give people an out? right? We've got to stand up for other people's dreams. Sometimes a woman can't stand up for her dreams on her own. And so when she's coming to that discovery call, you know, or, or, you know, trying to weasel her way out of what she committed to, we've got to help women to keep their commitments. And that is Christ-like <laughs> to help people to keep their commitments. The, the, the word tells us to have integrity, let our yes be yes and our no be no. And so that just sheds a little bit more light on, you know, this whole, the financial issue and really holding someone to what is on their heart to do. Oh my gosh. I love this. We could go in so many different directions real quick. So if the number one indicator of like the feeling guilty of uh, charging, right? If God has called you to business, like he's calling you to business to make money. Um, and that illustration reminded me of like, I, I have this I also run youth ministry. Um, and sometimes when the kids commit to something and they want to back out, like it reminded me of that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And I call them out. Why can't I do the same if I'm called to business? Amen. Right? And so it's like, it just light bulb moment over here. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So what is your number one recommendation for growing your coaching business online? My number one recommendation for growing your coaching business online is finding a program, finding a coach, a mentor, and a community. That is my number one recommendation because growing a business online takes certain skills that you're just not going to know about upfront. And there's a lot of free resources that are available. And some of those resources are really good, but you cannot build a business on freebies. So when people ask me, how did you build your business? I say the first thing that I did was I got into a program to learn how to build my business. And it was um, really hard for me to do that because I had already invested in my coach training. 
So I thought I was done there and I could just go sign clients. But then after investing in coach training, I had to invest in a, in a business building program because I didn't know how to market the skills that I just learned. So um, if you really want to build a thriving business, ask the Lord, who do I need to work with? Who do I need to connect with? Where can I get the support so that I know what I'm doing? I can fast track my results and get it done. I couldn't agree. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more than that. So what would you say a woman really needs to have in place in order to start making money in her online coaching business? The great thing is creating money in your online coaching business does not take a whole lot of money. <laughs> when we think of, you know, all of the businesses uh, a person can start in the world, you know, an online business is the, the least amount of overhead to, to begin. So that's really good news. So I think the, the investment piece, we know, I always say running a business requires income and expense and expense comes before income. Again, that counting the cost, right? What is it going to cost me to build this thing? And um, so besides investing in the coaching program, you really don't need to have a whole lot in place. As long as you have like a Facebook profile or you're on Instagram, you do not need a website. <laughs> you do not need a fancy sales funnel. You do not need an email list. You need none of those things to, to start. All you really need is your social media profile and um, a way to, you know, knowing how to market to your people. So you need, let me break it down. You need a social media profile. Okay, you're going to sell organically. You know, you don't have to pay, pay for ads or anything like that. You just need to get your message out and you need an offer and you need to know who you're selling it to. That is all. <laughs> That's it. Literally. <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, I want to tell a funny story. So when we first started working together, um, there I go again with my agenda. Like, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to nurture and this is what I'm going to launch at the end of our um, at the last month that we're working together and you're like, well, are you ready right now to teach somebody? Yes. Then why don't you just start in a week, in two weeks? And I'm like, what? No, what? And all the mind drama started coming in and that is where you were coming in. You know what I mean? It's like, you're ready right now. Why are you making excuses? Why are you self-sabotaging yourself? So for the listener right now, if you, the Holy Spirit spoke to you, I know it. Um, and I knew this was going to happen because I claimed it in Jesus name. If you feel the call to coaching, if you're not a coach yet, or if you feel like your coaching business is struggling, Anita has something super powerful coming up next week. And can you tell us a little bit um, about this? Yes. Oh, I love this week of free coaching, teaching, and training uh, in my Facebook group called the Kingdom Calling. It's called Kingdom Calling. And we are, I am doing um, what I call Accelerate Week. And I have designed a whole week to help women truly understand what it takes to start creating income in their online business, whether they're a coach, a consultant, or a service-based um, business provider, you know, let's say our, our copywriters, graphic designers, VAs, anyone who has a service-based online business. And this week, really, uh, we dive deep into what you actually need <laughs> to create a six-figure business online. And I am, like, I am unapologetic about the six-figure goal. That is who I speak to. There are women who are called to create six-figure businesses. 
Okay. And those are the women that I am called to speak with. So we go, I break it down and I share what you actually need to um, build that six figure business. We go deep into money mindset. <laughs> we are going to obliterate your blocks so that you can actually go out and sign clients. And I have had participants in this free week sign clients the same week as they're listening to this Holy Spirit filled teaching that's going to get them off of the self-sabotage and making excuses in, into doing what God's called them to do. So we're going to dive into that money mindset. I am going to help um, women to finally nail their niche so they know who they're serving, right? And then finally, I'm, I'm going to be sharing the framework to my Blessed in Business program. And um, that's the framework that I use in my own business. And I teach my clients um, so that they can go out and, and create clients of their own. Definitely. And I'm just going to say that's the same framework I've implemented to take me from three figures to four figures monthly and on track to growing this business that God has called me to grow. And I, I couldn't be more thankful that we've crossed paths. And I want to end with uh, one last question. What does confidence mean to you? Ooh, another juicy Yolanda question. <laughs> confidence to me, mean fully walking in and embracing your identity in Christ. Because once you are so secure in who God has made you and called you to be, you can do anything. And I find that women who lack confidence just haven't found their rootedness in their true identity in Jesus. And so we operate, I always talk about like operating out of programming, like what all the stories you've been told, all the messages you received, all the ways the enemy has tried to um, pollute your brain and mind. So we operate in programming and that is everything until identity is. When you get into identity, you can walk confidently because you know who you are and whose you are. Wow. I love it. It has been such a pleasure having you on the podcast, Anita. I'm going to put the link to the event down below. I want every single one of you guys if you're listening to She's Called and Confident podcast, if you're one of my listeners, Anita is 120% aligned to the vision of this um, podcast. And I want you to go register for that event. Anita, where, where do you like to hang out online? I like to hang out in my Facebook group, the Kingdom Calling group. It's full of amazing women doing incredible things in the world. So that's my favorite place to hang out online. Awesome. So we'll put the link to your group down below as well. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me.